Welcome to Building Your Best Career, a podcast for professionals looking to find their voice, define their brand, and maximize their impact. Episodes are a collection of lessons from real life, interviews with people doing incredible things, tips and tools to get you on your way to realizing your infinite career possibilities. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Building Your Best Career. We are continuing our conversation about mastering the art of feedback this week. On last week's episode, we talked a lot about giving feedback. And as I mentioned, we are rapidly approaching the end of a very crazy year. A lot of folks are going to be prepping for performance reviews, writing their self-assessments, getting ready to sit down with their bosses, supervisors, to talk about their performance this year and get the recommendations and suggestions and feedback on what to be doing to improve or stay steady or, or whatever it may be. And I thought it would be really useful to break it up into the two parts, the giving and the receiving. I think that it's really important and I mentioned this on the last episode with respect to giving feedback, that particularly this year, we are extra mindful about all of the extraneous circumstances that have really impacted our lives. And I stress to anyone who is providing feedback to consider the history of that employee's behavior and performance before jumping to any conclusions. And in this episode, we're going to talk about receiving feedback, and I'm going to make the same recommendation because just because they're a supervisor or a boss or a director or a CEO, whatever level we're talking about, everybody has been affected in some way, shape, or form through all of this chaos this year. Everybody on the planet, I would argue, has been affected somehow, okay? And when your supervisor sits you down to give you your feedback on your performance assessment or just in general feedback on your your performance or a project that you're working on or a meeting that you've run, whatever it may be, cut them a little bit of slack. I would hope that they'll be extra kind, extra patient, extra empathetic, and sympathetic to any circumstances that are coming up for you with respect to their feedback, but I also encourage you to be patient with them. They Maybe they are normally super organized and structured and very helpful in how they approach it, and this year it may be very harried, very chaotic. Perhaps they are not good at doing Zoom meetings and you're going to be doing your your performance assessment via Zoom. Perhaps you're going to be doing it by phone. Maybe it's just going to be over email. There are a lot of different ways that this year could be very different. And I would encourage you to be a little considerate of the person on the other side. Now, I want to talk about how to receive feedback effectively. And again, I, I'm doing this under the the umbrella of we're getting ready for performance assessments, but I would argue that we receive feedback on a daily basis in, in a variety of different ways in our life. And I think it's important to do a few things when that happens. 
there are so many folks that are very thin-skinned. There are others that are kind of ambivalent. And then there's other ones that are very good at taking feedback, absorbing it, rolling with it, incorporating it. I understand that receiving feedback is difficult in a lot of ways. And it's especially difficult if it's not glowing feedback. For some folks, even glowing feedback is uncomfortable. It's hard to hear from somebody else how you're doing. It's hard to hear from somebody else what you need to do better or what you need to do more of or what you need to keep up with. It's, it can be very difficult for somebody to hear someone else's opinion, basically, about what it is that they're doing. I would encourage you, particularly around performance review time, to consider the motives of your supervisor and give them the benefit of the doubt that their motives are pure, that their motives are to help make you a better employee, to help grow your strengths and skill sets, and to help you be a better part of the team. Now, I put that all out there in the beginning because obviously there are all kinds of caveats that go along with those statements. There are lots of office politics. We talked about them a few episodes ago. There's lots of things that come into this. But I think that at a minimum, when we're going into our performance assessment and we're getting ready to have our feedback from our supervisor, going in with an open mind will only serve us well. You can form all kinds of judgments afterwards. You can grumble and groan and and rip apart whatever they said. But I would encourage you to go into it with an open mind. Every year is a new year. This is obviously a very strange and unusual year. Go into it with an open mind and gather from it whatever you can. Feedback can tell us so much, not only about ourselves, but about the person who's providing us feedback. So again, you will gather so much information by that exchange if you only open your mind and take it all in. A few things to be mindful about when you're receiving feedback. The first I would say, and again, open-mindedness, Avoid being defensive. It's, it's very difficult, especially if you're starting off and the first thing on the list is something instructive or something that needs to be improved upon or changed. I get that. But try to take it from where it's coming from. Try to take it all in. Try to not take it personal. And if you know it's bogus, then you can dismiss it later. But try to hear them out and listen to what it is that they're saying. Actively listen. Be engaged. Pay attention to them. Give them your eye contact. Nod your head. Ask questions. Paraphrase what it is that they're saying and and make sure that you are clear on exactly what it is that they're saying. Now, just like the flip side of giving feedback, we talked about this, so often misunderstandings in the office come from our assumptions about what other people are communicating. So I strongly encourage you to ask questions about what they're saying, clarifying questions. So if I'm hearing you correctly, you are saying that I am 
struggling with my presentation skills because I'm not doing A, B, and C. Is that correct? And ask them to, to qualify that. Ask them to give you examples. If they're just saying you're struggling with the skill, ask them questions. What is it exactly that you're seeing I'm doing wrong? Is there anything specific or a specific example, a specific situation? Ask them for details because it may just be a simple matter of they saw one piece, not the whole thing, and they're telling you you're doing something wrong. I'm going to use the, the virtual meetings example again because I think that there's a lot a lot here. Say you used to run a virtual meeting in person in the office and now you're running a virtual meeting on a regular basis over virtual. And they're telling you that they don't feel that you are as strong at doing it virtually as in person, but that's simply what they say. Now, I would argue that clearly they didn't listen to my last podcast because I specifically said that they should offer specifics, but you're receiving now. So ask them could you please tell me why? Could you please tell me what you think I could be doing differently? Could you please tell me some specific examples of the differences between the way that I do the two different types of meetings? Ask them for details. But here's the trick. Don't get defensive and ask it nasty. You want to ask it politely, constructive. If you have suspicions about what they are thinking, you could say that to them. I, I'm wondering, are you feeling this way because I'm doing this? I'm wondering if you are observing that or you're feeling that way because I'm doing that. See what they have to say. Make it a discussion because you will get more out of it. You will be able to make more adjustments. And if it is an Im, improper assessment that they're making, you'll be able to discuss it with them and clear up any issues that they may have. Or it may become clear to you that perhaps your idea to not send out a virtual agenda before virtual meetings like you used to do in person wasn't a good idea. So you'll reincorporate those in. Roll with it. Everybody has different preferences and supervisors are no different. They have ways that they like things done. Change is a challenging thing for many people. Perhaps there's something you changed up that you weren't doing before or you were doing before and are no longer doing. Try to get to the bottom of what it is that they are concerned about. Ask for specific examples of what you're doing. Ask for specific examples of what you could do to improve upon that. Ask for timelines. When would you like to see this by? Is this something that is going to be a significant impact to my career tra trajectory? Is this a obviously for, for not being good at meetings, that's not necessarily something catastrophic, but it may mean that they're feeling that they want to let somebody else run the virtual meetings. If that's okay with you, then that's okay with you. If that's not okay with you, this is your opportunity to say, you know, hey, I, I hear what you're saying. I was not thinking about it that way. I would I would love to talk to you about some things that I could do to get back on track, and I would like to have a second chance. I would like to have a little bit more leeway to try and get better at this. I would like to get some coaching or training or, or uh, mentoring so that I can improve upon this. Talk to them about what it is that you want. Be open-minded about 
the feedback that they are providing you. Again, this is one person's opinion. Now, hopefully, it is fact-based and examples of specific things that they want you to work on. It's not just a, oh, this person never, never does a good job on virtual meetings, so eh, we're just going to switch it to somebody else because of some kind of personality thing. Again, office politics are a factor in, in most organizations. And if there's office politics going on here, that's one of those times when you really have to just rise to the challenge, put on your thick skin, roll with what it is that they're giving you, see if there's any way that you can have some kind of a constructive conversation during this feedback conversation about ways that you can make adjustments to the extent that you're willing, able, and interested in doing so. Perhaps there's been a lot of changes in your organization this year. With everything moving to virtual, a lot of organizations went through huge changes. Maybe you are all virtual all the time now, and that was just not what you were looking for. You were hoping that you're going to get back to the office at some point. Virtual was not what you enjoy. You're not good at it, whatever it may be. And your supervisor is talking to you about how you are just not a good self-starter. You're just not motivated in the morning and, and uh, assertive enough or whatever it might be. There are a lot of folks out there that struggle with remote work because they are not as assertive and productive without structure, without having to be someplace. Perhaps that's part of the problem. And they're pointing this out to you. Be open-minded. If it's something you know about yourself and you may not want to hear it, but they are talking to you about it, this is a great opportunity to talk to somebody about ways that you can get better. It may be something that you're not interested in getting better at. And therefore, we just take the lumps. We listen to what they say, polite, respectful, engaged, ask some questions for some more specifics, take the pieces that you want to, leave the rest. There are always going to be supervisors and other people that provide us feedback that we may or may not care about. There may be pieces that they will give you that are consequential to your role, consequential to your raise, to your bonus, to your progression at this position. And there may just be other pieces in there that you can leave. So when you are listening to what it is that they're saying, take notes if you can, ask questions, gather as much information as you can, and then you can go off on your own and you can think about what it is that they said to you, what pieces you want to take and what pieces you don't, what pieces you have to take so that you keep your job or continue to excel or get the promotion or get the raise, and what pieces can you leave to the side. One of the most important things I can tell you about receiving feedback, particularly with respect to your performance review. But it really applies even broader than that. Consider the source and consider the impacts, okay? If this person is telling you that you are not doing a good job leading your meetings every week and you know that you are busting your butt doing your very best and they offered you some ideas and you're going to work on those ideas, but you've just got so much going on right now, 
if it is something that you can just leave, then leave it. If it's something that you want to work on, feel you can work on, then do so. If you are concerned about it from a keeping your job perspective, definitely have further conversations with this person to make sure that you can put those concerns at ease. But at the end of the day, the only person that knows if you are doing the best that you can do is you. Now, there are lots of different ways that we can improve upon what it is that we're doing. And if we are open to feedback and we are open to listening to other ideas and being open-minded and out-of-the-box thinkers, all of those buzzwords, if you're open to that, then I would argue that you could probably do better. If there are things that they are saying that you're not doing well and you know that you're doing them well in your way, but you are clear on the fact that perhaps it's not meeting the mark. Let's say something about your your leadership skills. Maybe you're leading a team and there's been a lot of attrition this year. Some of that may be due to factors out of your control. But consider that perhaps some of it might not be. Outside perspectives really can lend a lot of wisdom sometimes because when we are in a situation, we're so entrenched, we're so engrossed, we're so focused. A lot of times we are struggling to see things from a higher level. The higher up you go at your job, the more strategic the role is, but even then we have blinders on to what it is that we're doing unless we're really, really good at taking them off and looking at the big picture. So being open to feedback from other people, if it's constructive and it's helpful and it's on target with what it is you're talking about, that can really make a difference. There's a phrase from a movie I used to love. I guess it's kind of an older movie now at this point. It was called You've Got Mail with Tom Hanks. And he was trying to buy a bookstore from a small small store owner. And when it was all said and done, he tried to explain to her that it was business, it wasn't personal. And that really sticks with me over the years, because I think that we hear that a lot. It's not personal, it's business. However, her response was, because it was her mother's store and it was a family-run thing, that to him it was business, but to her it was extremely personal. And I use that example because I think that when giving and receiving feedback, when having professional conversations, a lot of times we don't think about what the impacts are, what the emotional pieces behind the discussion are and what they mean to the other person. And that's why I said at the beginning to try to have a little bit of patience and a little bit of extra empathy this year because I think even when we're trying to be constructive and someone is trying to be patient with you and give you good feedback on what it is that you're doing and how to be better, we assume that they are not having our best interest at heart, or we assume that they are being too critical, or that they are nitpicking, or they just don't understand 
what it is that we're doing or they just don't have the big picture they just don't see all of the other things behind the scenes that you're doing all of these different things and many of those are right because we can only see what what we can see right but what might be very personal to you is not necessarily personal to other people and vice versa this may be very personal to them because they're building their first team or you're their first employee or they're brand new to being your boss or they just got a promotion. Whereas to you, it's just a job. You've been there forever. Or you're the brand new one and they've been there forever and this is so monumental to you because you want to get off on a right foot and having negative feedback makes you feel like you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing and you've been busting your butt to make sure that you do a good job. Consider in all of that what's going on with the other person and consider that perhaps it is just at face value. Perhaps it just is. These are a couple things that I observe. These are a couple things I think you could do better at and here's some ways to do it. Come prepared with questions. Ask them a ton of questions. Ask for specifics about what you can do to improve this. I quickly mentioned on the last episode, and I had said that I would talk about it more here, is that I was constantly frustrated early in my career that you would go for your performance assessment, and whether they said good things or bad things, it was just, these are the things that I observed. What can I do differently? Whatever you'd like. Maybe take a training class, maybe do this, but there was never any specifics. And I used to get so frustrated that they weren't coming to me with specifics. You need to work on this, and this is how you should do it. And it took me a few years to really realize that this was my career. This was not their career. They're there to give me feedback on what I'm doing right and wrong, what I can do better on, what I can continue to do, and bounce ideas. But it's not their job to tell me exactly what to do. So coming to the table with some ideas, if there are some training courses that you think, if there are some areas for uh, leadership development or training programs, coaching, mentoring, whatever, come with some ideas that you have. You may not even need them. Your performance review may be glowing. They may say that everything is great and you may be okay with that. But if you want to continue to grow, Ask them for feedback on your ideas for what you could be continually doing to get better. Ask them for feedback on whatever your thoughts are or brainstorm with them around different things that you could be doing to continue to grow. One thing you might find out is this is the end of the line for you. You may be coming out and asking for all of these different constructive ideas for what you can do the next step and they may say to you, look, I this is, this is, that's the top of the top of the food chain there for you. There's no position after this unless you want my job and I'm not planning on leaving. Now, that's a whole other episode, but clarity around what's going on with your career comes from asking questions. And performance reviews are a perfect time because you may not get a lot of time with your boss. Maybe you're pretty senior and your boss is always in other meetings and you get 30 minutes a year for this performance assessment you want to take that entire 30 minutes and ask as much questions. Ask as much details that you can get. Take notes. 
gather as much information about what they're thinking, what they're feeling, what their vision is, what their recommendations are. But it may mean that you have to bring some homework with you to kind of get the conversation going because they may not be planning to give you that much feedback. They may not even be thinking that your, your conversation is going to go more than 10 minutes. You have 30 minutes. Try to use that time. Try to get as much as you can out of it and do it with an open mind. Like I said, you can go home and be like, they're crazy. I'm doing a great job. Or you can go home and figure out what it is that you need to do next. So go with a list. Bring your list of questions. Bring your list of trainings. Bring your list of concerns. All of those things. And try to get as much information as you can. All right. It's that time of year. Writing our self-assessments is no fun, but it is an opportunity for us to really talk about our wins for the year. And I encourage everybody to really take that to heart. Try to highlight as many positive things as you can. I think that in a lot of ways, writing our own self-assessments are underrated. I used to groan about it and complain about it, but by the last couple years, it was really helpful to me to read about all of the different things that I had done over the year because I think that sometimes we forget just how hard we work, just how much we can get done in a year, and just how far we've come. And this year in particular, I think that it's going to be really important for us to look back at even the smallest wins that we achieved this year. All of the little things that we've overcome. You were able to readjust your work situation. You were able to become more structured at home with remote work. You were able to juggle family life and work life all in, in a, in a two-bedroom apartment or whatever your situation is. Celebrate the little things that you know you did well. And if you go and you have that performance assessment and there are negative things on there, or even not so much negative, just things that are areas for continued growth and improvement, don't be frustrated by the fact that you haven't made as much progress as you would have hoped. Take heart in the fact that you've made some progress and you have a clear plan now on how to continue to grow. If you are enjoying these podcasts and you would like to talk more about these things, if you would like help with your performance assessment, you would like help with discussing things with your boss or trying to figure out how you are going to get prescriptive feedback so that you can make changes and advancement in your career, please feel free to reach out to me. You can schedule a free consult with me on my website. It's kellyfeatheringham.com. You can reach out to me on LinkedIn at Kelly Featheringham. Drop me a line. I'd love to hear from you. I know this has been a really challenging year for many, and writing self-assessments and handling all of those things are stressful. But I sincerely hope that it goes well and you get your raise, get your promotion, get your bonus, whatever it is that you're working towards this year, and it's a really positive experience. Have a great day. All right. So thanks for listening to Building Your Best Career. I hope you enjoyed it. 
Head on over to buildingyourbestcareer.com and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Feel free to drop me a note with any topics you'd like to hear about or if you'd like to be a guest on an episode. And please go ahead and recommend me to your friends. Until next time, always remember to stand up and be confident. Stand by all that you do and say with integrity and stand out because after all, there's only one you.